The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Orbitz, and this week... Glenn and I will discuss how to deal with years when your investments underperform versus other years, plus uh, living for today, but also planning for tomorrow, and the psychology and human nature of investing. Now, Glenn Least is a senior investment advisor with WT Wealth Management. You can learn more about Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com or you can give him a call at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. So how do you deal with um, years when the your investments are underperforming in comparison to other years? You know, the hot years versus the, the, the cool years, the down years. Yeah, when I when I look at investing, I look at it as three different components of of, of the type of work that we do. Uh, the first component is management of the assets. Uh, second component is going to be enjoyment of the assets, and then the third is going to be profitability, so the gains on the investments. And so, when we look at everything, we should be looking at all three of those categories, not necessarily one in particular. So. When we talk about investing in the markets, we are going to have years where the investments, you know, don't have rock star years. That's just the nature of the, 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 uh, the, what we're dealing with. And so I think sometimes it's helpful to have the right perspective because we have had such great years back to back to back that it almost, uh, we almost get used to those rock star years. And so sometimes having a little bit of perspective to say, you know, when we have a bad year or a down year in the markets, it, it's actually a good thing. And, you know, it means the markets are healthy and they're adjusting. Um, in, in over time, they're going to go up and to the right. So, um, it's just a natural course of things. And I think we've talked about this before. The markets are up four out of every five years. So one out of every five years, the markets are going to be down. And so that's just a natural part of it. So I, I do think ha- having the right perspective to know we're going to have good years or we're going to have not so good years and we're going to have okay years, but overall we're going to have a whole lot more good years than we have, uh, you know, bad years sort of thing. So take ha- the good with the bad, Yeah, the good with the bad. Yeah. And it can't always go up, you know, indefinitely every single year without a little bit of a drawdown or recalibration. That's just, that's how investing works. Yeah. Well, some years um, you're, you're going to hit a home run, I guess. And and what about the years that you don't? I mean, what what do you tell folks? Because um, you 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 we've talked about this in the past. You get the phone calls when yeah. when things are going south for a while. What do you tell them? Yeah. So with our particular investment style, we're investing in technologies and companies that we think are going to grow over the next six, 12 and 18 months. And so we do have to make sure we're having the longer term perspective because we could be investing in a technology that has yet to really take off and have a fantastic year. So if we're looking at, you know, our particular, you know, investment fund and and saying maybe, for example, we're investing in 5G technology or autonomous driving or lithium ion, which we are. Um, and it hasn't quite taken off yet and it just has an okay year, you may look at our fund versus another fund and say, well, you know, the other fund, you know, did better, but we have to look at it. Well, what's the long-term game plan? Because over the course of two or three years, our funds have done great. Um, but we also have to have the right perspective to know that we are investing for, uh, down the road, you know, so sometimes the technologies adapt and, and take off quicker and sometimes it takes a little bit of time. So, uh, if we're talking about, baseball, 
uh, using that as an analogy, the the team that wins isn't the team that hits the first home run. It's it's the team that consistently uh, is doing well, and so that's something that you know we look at: are we consistently doing well and generating great returns? And the answer is yes. Uh, but we can have years where instead of hitting a home run, maybe we hit a double. You know, and, and just having that perspective um, is really helpful to be successful long term. And you look at WT Wealth Management looks at uh, some of yours as technology companies, but some of it's the mining of lithium, things like that. Um, and uh, the technology that people are trying to develop now, so that can take years to develop. Uh, yep. So you're, you're trying to get into it with a long-term horizon. Yeah. And I think about companies like Amazon. Uh, I, I watched a special on Amazon with Jeff Bezos and for the beginning part of him operating the company, he basically said, Hey, this is going to take some time for this company to really take off. Uh, it may take 15 or 20 years for us to really kind of get to where we want to be. And if you invest now while we're really, you know, cost, you know, really cheap as far as pricing, you're going to be handsomely rewarded. So now everyone looks at Amazon and goes, Oh, what a great company. Uh, but four or five years ago, you know, that may have been a different story when they weren't quite as, as large as they are now. So sometimes when you look at these, these particular technologies, you do have to take that longer term approach and say, yes, I believe in these technologies. They're going to really grow. And by me being patient and waiting, I'm going to be handsomely rewarded for that patience. And we try and encourage our investors and clients do the same thing is to have patience uh, with what we're trying to do. And, and those that do that uh, get rewarded quite well. And those that don't have the patience, unfortunately, um, you know, they don't do quite as well. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Call Glenn at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Visit Glenn by going to wtwealthmanagement.com. All right, Glenn, let's switch gears a little bit. When you're looking for an investment advisor, is performance the most important thing or are there other factors to uh, consider? You know, so a large part of what we do, if you're asking me, you know, my daughter asks, hey, uh, you know, what do you do for a living dad? And, I, you know, my response is, I help people make money. So obviously, you know, performance and helping people grow their investments is is a large part of what we do. It's not the only thing that we do. So when you're looking at advisors, uh you know, performance and it should be a part of it, but maybe half of the equation, not, not hundred percent of the equation. Um, other things to look for. Um, and this is something that we pride ourselves in is, is offering more than just uh, investment management. We offer the ability to, uh, be that sounding board, to be that advocate, to help our clients make good decisions for themselves as well. Um, surprisingly, there's a lot of clients that come into my office and, uh, I even had this question, um, just the other week, a client was asking me, Hey, uh, why would I want to work with an advisor? I can just put all my funds in my 401k plan and get a similar return. And I, you know, asked him, well, how's your 401k plan set up? You know, what's your investment allocation or what are you investing in? Or how do you feel about it? And he's like, I don't know. I just picked a fund randomly. And so one of the things that we definitely help our clients do is understand what they're investing in and be invested properly. And that was something that we found uh, pretty quickly is that he was actually underinvested and probably should have been uh, in a more appropriate investment allocation. So that was one thing that we're able to help them do. So aside from just the performance is making sure they're in the right investments and then helping be that advocate in their corner where they can really have that sounding board that uh, where they can get wise counsel on, on other decisions 
aside from just, uh, you know, their investments, but, you know, maybe their overall financial situation. So uh, it, it, performance is important, but really you should be looking at the overall relationship and what you're getting out of it. Do you have a lot of people that come to you? I think we've covered this in past shows where they, uh, they're they in a, a 401k or another retirement account and they want to get that transferred over, moved over. Um, do you help with all of that? Because I mean, a lot of people with what you're just saying, it's like, yeah, I just put it in this because it's kind of convenient and kind yeah. of e- easier maybe, mm-hmm. but, but you can help them move all of that. Oh, hundred percent. And and when we talk about some of the employer sponsored 401k plans, some of them are really good and they have great service and some of them are okay. So it really depends on which one you're in, but I've actually seen more often than not, you know, when someone does have an old 401k plan, I ask them, Hey, you know, who's your contact there? Or who do you call if you get questions? And they say, Oh, I don't have anyone. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just randomly pick stuff, you know, in my portfolio and hopefully I pick the right options. And so to answer your question, yes, we, we hundred percent help people with that process of rolling over. Maybe they left their job and they want to keep contributing to it. Um, or they want just someone they can actually call and talk to that's actually watching it, managing it. Um, sometimes if you leave an employer, there's no longer someone, you know, taking care of it or it's no longer being managed. And that's problematic. In fact, I think even the, uh, at the federal level, they're trying to create some sort of database for lost 401k plans. Cause there's a lot of people that had a 401k plan and maybe they just put a couple bucks in there and forgot about it or can't track it down. And then now it's substantially more sort of thing. So yeah, we definitely help people with that process and, and give them a lot better service and management of their I hadn't even heard of that. That must be a big, pretty big pot of money out there. If you all the millions of people that yeah, yeah, potentially yeah. could have lost accounts. You know, that happened to me probably about 12 years ago. I was working at a company and they auto-enrolled me and I didn't even know I had a 401k plan. I was pretty naive uh, and I left. I, I think I'd been working there four or five years and then I started getting this stuff in the mail. I was like, what is all this? And I had been putting money away. Apparently the, the employer had been putting money away on my behalf and uh, I didn't even know it. And I was looking at it going, wow, this is actually growing. And it is funny because I had a couple other coworkers that left the same company and I said, hey, do you know we have a 401k plan? They're like, no, I had no idea. And they called the number or whatever and they found like 15, 20 grand that was saved for them. So it, it, sometimes it happens. Found so, money. Found money. Yeah, right? there yeah. you go. It beats the finding $20 in your uh, laundry pocket, <laughs> The cushions. Right? Of yeah. The, yeah, the seat cushions. Uh-huh. All right, uh, Glenn, uh, how do you find balance between living for today and, and saving for retirement? This is a, a big question, and I think it's the answer is probably different for a lot of folks. But how do you, how do you find balance, I guess? Sure. Um, you know, unfortunately, in my, in my line of work, um, you know, we – clients I've been working with for a while pass on. And, uh, I just had that recently happen with one of my clients and person had been with me for quite a while and it was hard. Um, and, and what that really helped me remind myself is, is tomorrow's never promised mm-hmm. to us. Right. And so there is definitely a balance between saving for tomorrow and being a good steward and being wise, but also enjoying the time that you have now. Um, so one of the things that I, I definitely help my clients cause the one trend I see that happens a lot is where people are really frugal and good at saving and that helps them accumulate a lot of wealth um, and do well. But trying to flip the switch and now starting to spend it can be challenging at times because that's a behavior that maybe they have spent the last 40 years doing of being really frugal. And so um, one of the things that I, I help some of my clients that are in that situation do is, is help encourage them. Hey, you've got a lot of money saved. You're in a good position 
what are the things you want to do? Uh, are there some bucket list items? You know, did you want to take that trip or buy that motorhome or, you know, go skydiving or go, you know, play golf with that uh, pro PGA person or whatever, whatever the case may be is helping people uh, really feel the comfort to know that they're in a good place. And sometimes that, help, you know, part of that is mapping out to say, you are in a great place financially. Here's how much you can spend and still be able to uh, live comfortably. And, and so I wouldn't say giving them the permission because it's their money, but really helping them feel comfortable about spending some of the money. So I think there's a, there's a balancing between saving for tomorrow um, and being a wise steward, but also enjoying today too. Um, because I'm 36. It just seemed like the other day I was 19 or 20 <laughs> time flies by pretty quick. So I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing myself is, is find that balancing. Cause I don't want to save every single dollar. I still want to go out. And I was just at Disneyland the other week. So I want to go out and have some fun and, and, you know, enjoy the fruits of my labor, but also, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's different for everyone. It's for hard sure. to turn that switch off though, because if yep. you're, re, re, you're, you're a saver and investor mm-hmm. and someone who says, okay, I'm going to put this portion in and then 20 years go by 30 years go by 40 years go by or whatever. And all of a sudden Glenn's like, Hey, wait a second. You can go have some fun with this now mm-hmm. a little bit, but, um, you, you don't want to start saying that too early because then maybe people don't invest enough and, and yeah. 40 years go by and they don't have enough for retirement. Yeah. So there's where having someone like me in their corner really helps them dial that in for them specifically. So maybe they, you know, if they save X amount per month and we map it out to say, if you do this, you'll be in a great shape, you know, for retirement. And then anything above and beyond that, go enjoy, go do things you want to do, give money away, be generous, spend it on you and the family, you know, help out the kiddos, whatever it may be. Um, so sometimes people really need help dialing in and finding out what that ratio is. So that way they can be comfortable to say they're saving for tomorrow, but they're also got some money for today that they can enjoy as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's, Another thing that a lot of people would like to do is pass on a legacy and, and oh, maybe yeah. leave money for family, for kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when does it become so excessive where you're not enjoying your life and you're setting up future generations, but you didn't get to go to Europe or get to enjoy things along the way? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I love my kids to pieces and I want to give them a great future, but at the same time, I also want to enjoy my life as well. And so I, I don't want to... Uh, sacrifice everything, you know, for, you know, saving for them and not enjoy today. So, I, you know, there's definitely a balancing act and, and there's a priority list too of the, once you kind of get these items in priority, you know, then you're in good shape. So kind of my thought on that is, um, the best gift I can ever give my kiddos is, uh, you know, me and my, my wife being financially sound, right. Is us being successful never having to move in with them when we get older, right. That's the best <laughs> gift I can give them. Once we got that, once we're taken care of and we're in good shape, the more financially stable we are, the better we can help them. So, cause I've seen that happen almost flip flop where people have, you know, been saving so much for the kids' education, they haven't saved any for their own retirement. So I think there's definitely a hierarchy for priorities. And when you get those in order, I think everything falls into place. But when they're out of order, it can lead to some interesting scenarios. So where, yeah, exactly like you're saying, where maybe someone's saving for the kiddos, but they're not saving anything for themselves. So yeah, yeah. they're wearing the same holy uh, jean shorts from 1978. Which is fine if you want to. Yeah, and I've I've, I've heard those <laughs> phrases where it's like the uh, the wife walks into uh, somewhere and has had the, wearing the same you know set of clothes for the last five years, but yet the husband went out and bought a brand new boat. And those, <laughs> those are some you know uh, uh, upside down priorities for well, sure. You you yeah. can't you probably. 
that's a whole nother level. A whole nother level, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so we gotta make sure our priorities in the yeah, right, exactly. right, yeah, right order. You bet. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Give Glenn a call at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Or you can visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Uh, how much does psychology and, and human nature fact into factor into the investing process, Glenn? I, I mean, that's that's got to be one of the biggest factors and biggest uh, challenges you have to deal with, and people have to deal with investors. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I work with people. I work with humans, <laughs> and so uh, humans uh, have emotions, and we have things that uh, affect our decision making process. So. Um, how does the psychology play into it? There's a whole, uh, area of study called, uh, behavioral finance where they study, like, why do people make the decisions they make? You know, what drives them? Um, cause some things you look at it and you go on paper, this decision doesn't make sense. You know, logically it doesn't make sense, but yet people do it anyway. So, um, so part of the, the psychology of what, you know, investing entails is, um, it's challenging. I mean, we have, you know, when things are great, you know, everyone's super happy, but when things aren't so great, um, you know, the, the fear and worry can really affect us. So one of the things that I recommend, um, my clients do is anytime we're making a big decision for when it comes to finances or investing is we don't need to make that decision right away. We can take some time, give us some, give us some thought. Uh, we don't need to make the decision today. We can tomorrow or the next day or the next week we can make the decision. So there's no rush. Uh, so if we're in a place where our emotions are high, maybe we're angry, upset, fearful, or emotionally stressed, those are usually never great times to make, you know, big decisions. We want to make decisions when we're, we feel out of peace with it. We feel comfortable and we're not letting our emotions affect part of us. And so, um, I've seen that happen where people, you know, for whatever reason, you know, something was going on in their life and it was really a trying time, you know, trying to make, you know, financial, big financial decisions. Um, and unfortunately maybe they made the decision that, you know, wasn't in their best interest. So definitely when it comes to psychology, we want to make sure, and that's where having someone like myself is really invaluable because we can look at it from a third party outside view and say, you know what, this is what I think is the best move for you. Um, and you know, we're not emotionally tied into the process. We are, you know, we want to do what's best for our clients. We understand them, we know them, um, but we're able to do it from a different perspective. And so I think that's extremely helpful. I mean, to, to give you an example, I have, you know, someone that I help with my own finances too, that I pay an advisor with as well. And I do it for a living. So, so I'm not even infallible to emotions and investing, you know, it still happens to me. So I am an advisor who also has an advisor that I pay as well. So I think that's kind of an interesting thing that, um, you know, I'm, I'm human too, you know, and so I have good days and bad days. And, you know, some people think, yeah, I've had some some people that were not so nice to me on the phone over the years and maybe they didn't think I was human. And, mm. you know, I try not to take things personally ever cause it's all just business, but it's hard not to take things personally. Yeah. So someone's yelling at you. For, exactly. Maybe they're having a bad day. Yeah. They're having a bad day down yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They take it out on me, but I'm a human too. I mean, yeah. I've got emotions and I try to do the best to, you know, take it all with stride, but yeah, we're all human. When you work with Glenn Least, his investment committee leverages over a century of combined experience to grow your money, not your fees. And they invest their personal savings the same exact way that they invest your money. Call Glenn Lease for a complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Just call 928-225-2474. 
or you can go to WTWealthManagement.com. And don't forget to tune in next week at this same time for another edition of Intelligent Investing on 97.1 The Big Talker. We'll see you soon. The stock market continues to overcome obstacles like an Olympic hurdler. However, what's worked in the past might not work in the future. Jeff Orvitz here, and even if you've been pleased with your past performance, you may not be able to rely on a rising tide lifting all boats in the waters ahead. Will the investments in your portfolio thrive in the uncharted waters of tomorrow, or will they become the next outdated technology of yesterday? Glenn Leist and his investment team at WT Wealth Management are continually looking for new investment opportunities for their portfolio that will define our future lives, such as 5G, autonomous driving, lithium battery storage, healthcare, and more. Glenn can help you implement an investment portfolio that is positioned for 2022 and beyond. Ensure your investments have staying power and a competitive edge. Call Glenn Leist today for a free consultation. There's no obligation. Call Glenn at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474.